In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We are now solidly in the season of Easter, and I love tracking the book of Acts in Easter. If you haven't noticed, we go all the way through the big portions of Acts throughout the great 50 days of Easter. We've been tracking right through, and today we get another one of those great stories. Now, following Acts is sometimes a little different than focusing on the gospel when it comes to a sermon, but I really like looking at what the first followers of Jesus did, the way they structured their lives, the decisions that they made, the way they held one another accountable, because I do think it is so very applicable to what we do right here in church. The disciples of Jesus in that first century, those first few years after Jesus' resurrection, went way beyond the 12 that Jesus called. There were lots of other people who heard about Jesus, who came to follow him, like literally follow him, to see his miracles, to hear his teachings. And then after his resurrection, they began to gather together and to support one another. Those first disciples tried to figure out what it was that Jesus would have them do, how they were to live, to tell his story. And one of the decisions that they made is that they actually shared everything in common. We just heard this in our lesson from Acts. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute all the proceeds to all as any had need. This idea from Acts didn't happen just once. There are stories after stories after stories where people who sought to be Jesus' disciples, people who sought to follow after what Jesus laid out as the way of life, the way of love, sold everything they had, put it together in a pot, and everyone took care of everyone else. Now, this idea, being in it all together, is something that may have been very good in the first century, but we might hear that as ideal, sort of sweet, maybe not really what the disciples did. There is a good story in the book of Acts that we do not read in church that comes from the fifth chapter of Acts. And just so that we're all on the same page and we actually believe that the apostles did all this, that the disciples did all this, there is a story from Acts about a married couple named Ananias and Sapphira. Y'all know this? Nope. Hold on. Here we go. So Ananias and Sapphira, they were a wealthy couple, and they liked Jesus. They thought his teachings were pretty good, and so they wanted to be part of that early discipleship community. And so, as we heard, you're supposed to sell all your stuff and give it to the group so that everybody is able to take care of each other. So Ananias and Sapphira, they sold all their stuff, but they kind of held a little bit back because, I mean, doesn't that make sense? You want to just make sure that you've got a little bit of security. And so they show up, and they meet the apostles, and they're asked, Ananias first, Sapphira is, I'm not sure, doing something. And so Ananias comes in and they say, you are supposed to sell all your stuff and give it to the group so that we could all share in it together. But you didn't. You kept some back. And Ananias drops dead. All right? Yeah. And so then they carry out his body and they're burying his body. And as the people are coming back from burying his body, Sapphira comes in. And once Sapphira gets a chance, they say, did you actually sell all your stuff and give it to the group? And Sapphira says, yep, yep, that's everything. And they said, why? Why would you lie? Sapphira drops dead. Whoa. So 
That we do not read in church, although, <laughs> although now you can tell your Baptist friends that you know that story. So there you go. If we look at what happened with those first disciples and the way that they structured that Christian community early on, it is instructive for us. They shared everything. They were in it together. Unfortunately, I don't think we quite do as much. I don't think we quite share as much as we really should. Think about our lives, who we are, what happens in our lives. We like to curate the way that we are perceived by other people. We like to make sure that even when things go wrong, we kind of gloss over it and hide it as best we can. We don't really want to show everybody our wrinkles and our weaknesses and our problems. We like to put on a happy face and to look good and to look happy. And yet, when we do that, we're hiding a bit of who we are. We're hiding our own struggles. We're hiding our own problems and messiness. God forbid people see that we actually all struggle. That keeps people at a distance. We know that when people don't really see who we are, we can't really have the kind of relationships that we desire. We can't really be intimate with people. We can't actually support one another in our walks. And don't get me started on money and possessions. I mean, please. Most of us are going to do way more than Ananias and Sapphira. We're going to hold on to almost everything because we are taught to do that. The world teaches us to hold on to our stuff, to hold tight to what we have earned, to make sure that we are secure, that we are successful, that we have the power that we think we're supposed to have. We like our stuff and our space and our security. And giving ourselves away, giving away all of those possessions would be providing an opportunity for us to potentially fall to be insecure, to be unsafe. Jesus does not talk about that kind of economy. Jesus talks about a vision of God's economy that goes way beyond what the world teaches us. Jesus pushes on his disciples and then they push on each other to be so much more confident that God will provide what we need, that God will take care of us when we are in need that each one of us, when we hold tight together, lifts each other up when we fall. Remember, when Jesus was taught, was asked about the greatest commandment, he didn't pick one, he summarized them all. And how he summarized them was all about love. Jesus said, you love one another just as God loves you. Everything else is taken care of. This kind of economy is one that we don't feel as comfortable living into. And we may like the sound of it, but we don't necessarily commit ourselves the way that Jesus is asking for our commitment. A few days ago, I gathered with a small group of St. Michaelites to watch a documentary film called A Case for Love. Now, we can be proud of this because St. Michael, the All Angels Foundation, is one of the producers of this film, really made it happen because we believed that we could help, like an evangelist, to spread this message of love. Now, this documentary is loosely based on our Bishop Curry, who talks very much about love. 
But it goes well beyond just his ministry to ask a very important question of just random people all over the place. What is love? And is love dead? Now, these stories that are collected in this documentary are sometimes very short comments on the street, sometimes long-form stories, but they are stories of ordinary love that feel extraordinary. You see, we don't see much of that kind of love in front of us every day. We don't read much about that kind of love in the news. We don't see much of that kind of love in media. That sort of simple, human, intimate, supportive love. But we know it when we see it. We know it when we feel it. We were made in God's image. And even though we don't experience that kind of real deep love often, man, when we see it and we feel it, we know it is true. Love is simple, and we are the ones who are often too complicit with the world to make love a whole lot more complicated. It's not. Love is simple, and we know true love when we see it. Jesus says, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. And so I wondered in this Easter season if we might have a little experiment if we might be inspired by the documentary that we saw last week to do something that one of the filmmakers offered at the end of the documentary, and that is to try to do little acts of love every day for 14 days. Super simple. Nothing grand, nothing life-changing, but to actually intentionally go out and to show love to someone unexpectedly, perhaps even anonymously, and then to journal those actions. The challenge reminded me of the gratitude journals we did here a few years ago, to actually write down those moments when we choose to love in a unique way. Writing down, literally writing it down. Remember paper? We would actually write down what we do, make a plan. And if you want to put it in your phone, that's fine too. But to actually journal what it is that we do for 14 days, we can do anything for 14 days. 14 days, that's nothing. But I bet if we were to accept the challenge to actually show love, to be love, to surprise people with a small act of love and then write it down, we might, 14 days from now, find that it's seeped into our daily practices, that it's not just something we talk about physically in this space, but as we leave and we go back to real life, we actually take this inspirational love of Christ with us. That what we do here on Sunday mornings is not just to check a box, but instead it's to fill up our tank so that when we go out those doors, we actually get to work. We get to this kind of work. We take Jesus's nudge to be love in the world seriously. And we start to change the world around us a little at a time. Our Easter theme this year is big love. It's not an accident. Jesus calls us to love bravely and courageously, generously and self-sacrificially. It's difficult to go from A to Z all at once. And so if you're interested, if you've made the commitment 
If you're thinking about making the commitment to actually being one of Jesus's true disciples, how about 14 days of doing a little extra to show love to people in your life? Write it down and track it. And then in a couple weeks, why don't you talk to each other and let each other know if that has changed you. Talk to the people in your life. Let them know if it has changed you. Maybe even talk to God. Let him know if it has changed you. We can do anything we want for 14 days. How about for the next 14, we share some big love out there with the people who need it most. Amen.